something that I have noticed that really served us and we began to embrace it or as we began to embrace it was is depending on the season and what the culture around you is involved in recreationally, you will naturally find that there are times of breathing in, I call it breathing in, when your community focuses on gospel growth and going deeper into discipleship. And there will be times when you focus on breathing out and establishing new relationships as you look for more people of peace. So for instance, right now, like I've been saying, the weather here has been primo. We've been running into and seeing a lot more neighbors and people of peace, and it's kind of natural too. And the things they want to do are pretty fun and oftentimes include more and more people. So there's a breathing out relationally. It feels a little bit easier to build relationships when the weather's nice and people are out. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Here we are, back together. I love it. How are you doing? Hope it's well. Hope life is good there for you. It seems like we are living outdoors right now. The weather has been amazing. It's not like I'm out all day, like when I'm writing or recording podcasts, but almost all of the eating and relaxing, it seems, has been outside. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, it's crazy. It has been said that when the weather's nice here, like it is pretty much May or June through August or September, it's the nicest place in the world. And you know what? It really is because it has been like 78 or 80 degrees Fahrenheit here, uh, no humidity or bugs like for a while. And Tina and I enjoyed a great time last week with our friends, the Kirkarudos. You may know that name. Gino Kirkarudo has been on the podcast several times over the years, and they're church planters out in Philadelphia. They have the Table Network there, and uh, some really cool church planning through meals and community engagement and restoration and all that. It's really, really cool. So their whole family, all six of them, were here with us for a little over a week. What a blast. And again, that weather <laughs> totally uh, surprised them, and they loved it. So they were outside pretty much 24-7. So anyway, hey, a few episodes back, I mentioned that we were trying to get to 200 reviews on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever you call it. We were just a few away at that point, and I asked for your help because it changes the algorithms and how Apple sees it and offers it to others and all that. Well, hooray, guess what? We made it. You guys stepped up. I really appreciate it. And I hope you'll keep doing it. But I wanted to just take a moment and say thanks for that and read a few of the reviews that came in. I'll probably read a few more next week. So let's see here. First one comes in from Brandon and Michelle. That's their little tag name. The headline is Real Life and Pressure-Free Discipleship. They gave us five stars. Jeepers, thank you. It says, I've been listening to Caesar's podcast for about six months now, and it is hands down the single best place to go for encouragement in living out your faith with real-time application that doesn't leave you pressured to do more, but actually invites you to get off of the church performance hamster wheel and begin to be who we are as new creations in Christ Jesus. Wow. 
thank you for that. You really are paying attention because <laughs> that's all exclamations on my end, what you just said. So thank you. That's going to really help folks know what the podcast's about. That's why we love these reviews. And thanks again for the five stars. Here's uh, another one came in from a Mike D74. He says, love this podcast. Also five stars. Thanks, Mike. He says, if you're looking for practical steps to living life on mission, this is the place. Thanks, Caesar. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Another one came in. It says, love it. Also five stars. There are not a lot of voices out there that talk about disciple making as a way of life. We're praying for you. Thank you so much. So I love that. Hey, if uh, I can ask you to keep doing that, if you've not left a review, especially if you can do it in Apple Podcasts, that's the most listen to thing out there that's i mean that's how most people listen i know spotify though is like i think right there even with them now but they don't allow you to leave reviews i don't think if they do leave some and then someone write me and tell me oh yeah they do here's how they do it so anyway i appreciate those reviews and it's great to hear from you if you're a new or regular listener of the podcast and you like what you're hearing and learning about discipleship as a lifestyle why not kick it up a few notches and get really serious by learning more about our Everyday Disciple Makers coaching experience, where you can learn our full framework for discipleship and mission and grow deep in your gospel fluency in everyday life. You want that, right? I know we all do. I'd love to set up a short Zoom call to get to know you better, hear some of your story, and answer any questions you have, tell you about the coaching, and hopefully get you started with Tina and I right away. There's no obligation. I just love to meet you, see if it's a good fit. You can go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery and set up a convenient time for yourself and bring your spouse too. We'd love to meet you both. Everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. All right. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about seasonal rhythms and not just the weather, but that'll be part of it. But also there are seasonal rhythms to our life. And how these seasonal rhythms can positively impact relationships and discipleship if you embrace them versus letting them derail you, okay? So let me define what I mean. Seasonal rhythms are, hey, it it was winter and everybody was hiding out inside and it was really cold uh, and I didn't see any of my neighbors hardly outside unless they were shoveling and they were busy. And then we went to spring and things emerged a little and now it's been summer, at least when I'm recording this podcast. And uh, fall's coming, and then we're going to hit winter again. That's what I mean by seasonal rhythms. In other words, every year we have these seasonal rhythms, and they do affect how we interact with each other, each other as a family, each other as neighbors, with our people of peace, all of that. It affects our comings and goings. Uh, it affects school and work schedules. Think about it. A lot of people are off of school in the summer, or their jobs change slightly, Uh all of that stuff affects either how much we're indoors or outdoors, the types of and, I guess, number of social interactions we have with people, our daily routines. You know, I'm not really telling you anything you don't know. These seasonal rhythms, though, can really serve us. And I'll tell you, they were very different for us when our kids were little and in school. They're all grown now. But when they were home and in school, those seasonal rhythms really made our family life and our rhythms change. So basically the seasons of life that we were in then compared to now also changed, right? And they back then they changed every year or two as the kids grew up. Kindergarten half a day is very different than 
they're all now in middle school and high school and they're very, very busy and one of them has a car and all that, <laughs> okay? Now, our seasonal rhythms were also very different when we lived in New York City. Yeah, when we lived in Manhattan, uh, the summers, which normally for us is when we would like be out meeting lots of new people and getting to really start to have more fun and get past sort of the formal activities maybe of community life and disciple making. But in New York City, you know, I'll say everyone, but it wasn't everyone. It was mostly everyone left every weekend, left the city. It, it's very hot. It gets dirty and dustier than it already is there. And they just sort of had a cultural rhythm of if you can afford it, you get away to the Hamptons or uh, Long Island or someone's cabin somewhere up north uh, that they'll let you use or whatever. And it got to be like a ghost town for about eight weeks or so in the summer. I swear, that's how it seemed. Okay. So these seasonal rhythms are going to be different wherever you're at. Obviously, up in the United States, when it's summer, well, down in Australia, it's colder. And so, you know what I mean? They're going to be, they're going to be different, not all lined up. And uh, sometimes like for us, everybody comes out in the summer, but uh, my friends that are making disciples in Phoenix, well, everybody hides in the house because it's, well, it was like 112 there last week in, at midnight. So they're in the air conditioning. So, but you, you understand what I'm saying. That's what I mean. But when I say these seasonal rhythms though, and the changing of those rhythms, they can actually serve us. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more, okay? But I want you to kind of put on the hat as you listen to all of this as how the seasons and how you know the weather that changes with them influence the dynamics of your relationships. Probably from spending more time indoors or outdoors, that's some of it, but also the types of things that you do during those seasons. They just naturally at times include more people or less people a little closer to the family cuff. Make sense? Now, something that I have noticed that really served us and we began to embrace it, or as we began to embrace it, was is depending on the season and what the culture around you is involved in recreationally, you will naturally find that there are times of breathing in I call it breathing in when your community focuses on gospel growth and going deeper into discipleship. And there will be times when you focus on breathing out and establishing new relationships as you look for more people of peace. So for instance, right now, like I've been saying, the weather here has been primo. Well, we've been running into and seeing a lot more neighbors and people of peace, and it's kind of natural too. And the things they want to do are pretty fun and oftentimes include more and more people. Or, hey, meet us here. We're all going to be doing this. Or a whole bunch of us are going over to the park. They're having a concert tonight. So we're going to, we're going to grill out together and have some stuff and then uh, listen to the concert. You want to, you want to join? So there's a breathing out relationally. It's a, it feels a little bit easier to build relationships when the weather's nice and people are out. Now, like I said, that can be different depending on where you're living and the things specifically you do will be different, but you, you get what I'm saying? There's a natural time for that breathing out to build relationships, but then I'm just going to use my context when it gets colder and starts to get a little rainier here in the fall, late fall, and that's our winter. Well, then people tend to be indoors more and that's sort of the breathing in. And what we do is we say, okay, who have we identified are our people of peace in other words, they really hung out with us a lot this summer and they seem to be going deeper relationally. Let's now do some breathing in. That's when we would generally do like the story of God together or maybe 
start DNA groups, these little triads or quads where it's three guys or three girls in a group. And we're going to either do a book study or we've got a gospel DNA like curriculum that we use, that we created. So you see what I'm saying though? There's a breathing in now where we go deeper. So as the seasons change, instead of bucking that, we just sort of embrace it now. When it's nice and people want to be out and it's easy to run into people and things are, there's a lot going on, well, then we're breathing out. We're building relationships. And then as people want to kind of hunker down a little bit because the weather's getting darker, colder, whatever, shorter days, all that, we do the breathing in. And that's where we go deeper with the fewer, the people of peace that have identified themselves. All right. And so I hope that's given you some freedom like it did us. And uh, yeah. So uh, here's the thing. You're going to build very different things into your relationships in different seasons. And I just want to point that out. Think about, you know, how your relationship is different sitting on a beach talking for hours, let's say, with other parents while the kids splash around. Or if you're playing games with other families, so there's a lot of talking and you get to see their, you know, who who's super competitive and who's fighting about or whatever. There's different relational dynamics to that than let's say it's winter and you go on a ski trip or a snowboarding trip or whatever. Uh, that's different because you're not really talking nearly as much. I mean, you might have a meal together. You might hang out afterwards or in between a little. They're just different. And so you can start to pay attention to those. There again, both are good and both carry a different level of either invitation or challenge. And I can't go deep into what I mean by that, right? Just this moment, I've talked on it in a lot of different episodes, but we we build in, we bank invitation to our lives, time with people that we ultimately later then seek to spend, if you will, as challenge. Hey, this has been really fun. We'd love to have you guys over just as a family, not with the whole neighborhood, right? That's a little bit higher challenge. But so all these different dynamics that different seasons and opportunities carry for us they also allow us to manage and calibrate invitation and challenge. All right. So what are some things that, you know, maybe I just want to give you some ideas. What are some things maybe that you can do in different seasons? Uh, Let's say, let me give you one that's in between the changing of the seasons. Uh, At least it was for us in the fall or after school kind of gets back in uh, the team sports kick back in again for our kids. Right. And uh, as our kids would join sports teams, well, the season there changed, but also the rhythm of our family life changed because now we were driving to a lot more things, but there was built-in families and parents and people of peace there. So you can make your kid's sports team and their parents an increased focus of generosity and hospitality as you intentionally build new relationships. Well, Maybe that sounds confusing. You're like, wait a minute. I thought after the, you know, nice weather, when it starts to change, there's the breathing in. Yeah, but you you see what I'm saying? There's still opportunities for building relationships and people of peace. They're just different. It's a matter of intentionality. Our friends, Jeff and Janie Vanderstelt, when they were raising their kids in the millions of soccer games, they just lived right around the corner from us in Tacoma there. Uh, They started having their initial community help them, but they were, you know, taking the, I guess the heavy lifting of this, but they started bringing really great drinks, like a cooler full of great drinks and snacks to their kids' soccer practices. And people loved it. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, why are you guys doing this? It's the best stuff. You guys are so great. And then they kind of amplified that and it became, I think it was Taco Tuesday they started doing. 
uh, and they started bringing the stuff to make tacos for people. And then someone else said, hey, oh, I got one of those white pop-up tent thingies. I'm going to bring that next week because, you know, sometimes the kids are playing in the drizzle and the rain and all that. And they started doing that and it became really popular and people were all bringing to help. So it wasn't costing them a ton or anything. And then when that season of soccer ended or football, if you're listening overseas, sorry, uh, then a lot of those parents and kids were like, well, we don't want to stop doing Taco Tuesday. Can we just get together? And they're like, sure, we'll, we'll keep doing it. Now, not everyone did, but those people of peace did. Yeah. And I remember getting to know a whole bunch of those people over time. And many of them became part of Jeff and Janie's missional community. And some of them even got baptized right there in the backyard, right? So that, those kind of things <laughs> were happening. So there you go. Uh, I, I would love to challenge you to discuss as a community ways to increase your organic interactions you have together, both during the breathing ins and the breathing outs. How can we have more organic, just life-on-life life stuff happening during the summer? And how can we have more life-on-life, living-like-a-family stuff happen when it's kind of darker and colder or rainier or whatever it is? Discuss those things. How can you increase those interactions? Now, this example I just gave you with Jeff and Janie and the kids, that was not necessarily as organic as it was organized, <laughs> right? So that uh, that takes some thinking through, but it sure is easier as a community. Now, some of you are listening and say, well, I don't have a community like that. It would all be on us. I promise you, when you start living this way and treating people like family and being the bringer of the better wine, in this case, uh, juice boxes and orange slices, as it were, uh, people kick right in. They are just so grateful that someone took the initiative and that will help with that. And like I said, then everybody wanted to keep doing that and it grew and grew and then they just kept doing it all year. And now they were into the breathing in and breathing out rhythms with more and more of these people. So I just want to say, hey, think through how seasonal activities such as hiking or picnics or your holiday gatherings can foster stronger bonds in relationships. See, some of our traditions that tend to follow the seasons, like, you know, 4th of July in the summer and Halloween in the fall and Thanksgiving, then later fall and then Christmas in the winter, all of those really help to reinforce shared values and beliefs within our community or our family setting or our extended family, in other words, our oikos, all of those seasonal rituals help us anchor identity and value and start to have, like I said, shared values. And I get to hear more about your story. Why is that your favorite meal? Or I've never had a dish like that. Well, my grandma always, where, where are you from? Oh my goodness. So though all those things serve us if we embrace it again. So seasonal change and holidays we've talked about them are such great opportunities not to hunker down and isolate but to really if we'll see it if we'll just take some time think through it and look at it this way are amazing opportunities for discipleship and relational building and looking for people of peace and then taking them deeper into their discipleship and identity and all of that now one little side note is that seasonal weather does affect people's schedules and productivity levels. Have you noticed that in your own life? So you need to take that into account as well. You're not going to be probably hanging out with as many people and as many activities in any given week 
when it's cold and rainy and your kids have a million things on the schedule that you kind of have to carve out to help them with, uh, as you maybe did in the summer, right? So it's okay. And then also productivity levels. When it's darker, the days are shorter. Uh, SAD, seasonal affective disorder, that's a real thing and all that. So those things also affect our pace, and that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Trust God for that. Stay intentional, all right? Uh, I, I don't... I don't like it when people just use the season as an excuse. Like I hear this one all the time. You've probably heard me say this before. If you listen to the podcast for a while, these uh, missional communities or small groups or whatever that take the summer off. I hate that. Stop doing that. Families. That's what a missional community is. It's a family on mission. It's an extended family on mission and only cost families don't take off for a season. Can you imagine telling your kids that? Hey, kids, mom and dad are on vacation now. Uh, or summer, so good luck. Uh, there's money on the counter and some pizza, frozen pizzas in the freezer. Good luck. We'll see you when school starts. No, you would never do that. So, uh, though, I, I do want you to allow seasonal weather and schedules to affect that naturally. There again, don't beat yourself up with it, but don't use it as an excuse either. That's That's just selfishness. Okay, so we'll stop that. Now, real quick, I'm not going to get super deep into it, but I want to remind you of the six discipleship rhythms that we talk about all the time here in the podcast. It's key to how we make disciples. I'm going to give you some additional ways to go deeper into this, but let me remind you real quickly of what they are, what I'm talking about. God has created the whole world with a set of rhythms, and the seasons are a part of this, but there's also life rhythms that he has given us, that we all participate in, and everyone we know participates in. It's always been this way throughout all of history. And I'm going to give you some information on how to go deep into this if you've not just yet, okay? But here's the six rhythms. Story formed, okay? That's that's knowing the story of God, getting to know people's stories, helping them know the story of God. We've done the story of God on the deck in, our, in the summer with people of peace and people who are just starting to lean in. But we've also done it inside our house very often in the fall and in the winter with those people who have identified, yep, I'm leaning in. I want to know more about Jesus in the Bible. I don't know that. But getting to know each other's stories and helping people know the story of God is key. That's one of the rhythms. We all have a story. Listen. We teach that we learn to listen to God, not just tell him what we want in prayer. And we learn to listen backwards and forwards. And we want to help people in our discipleship learn to listen backward through the word of God and through the story, and then listen forward through prayer and the Holy Spirit and in community. There's the rhythm of eating. We all eat lots of meals each week, generally, at least for us here in America, 21 meals a week. So that rhythm is right there. Just pick a few, (laughs) pick one, get started. Uh, The rhythm of bless. We've been blessed to be a blessing So we teach deeply on how to bless people, uh, celebrate that rhythm. Think about all throughout all the seasons, you're kind of automatically signed up and celebrating birthdays and weddings and baby showers and Christmas and Thanksgiving and maybe Halloween and work-related things, Fourth of July, Super Bowl, right? That celebrate rhythm's happening throughout all the seasons. There again, all six of these rhythms, because they're going on, like God made them this way, they work in any of the seasons. They might look different in different seasons, but they work in all of them. So I'm just giving you these handles, OK? 
Okay, so celebrate. And then the last one is recreate, which is really two words. It's rest and create. We live in a rhythm of resting in Christ and his completed work, what he's done for us, what's true of us. And then out of that, that beautiful good news, then we can create beauty and value and work. It really is the idea of Sabbath. But for us, it helped to uh, helped us really embrace this rhythm by looking at it as rest and create. And it, it really that alone is a rhythm God gave us. Okay, and I'll tell you also that part of that rhythm is a seasonal rest, not only a Sabbath rest, but God has made the world with seasons in most climates, most places, and it's okay to rest. It's okay. It's okay to say, hey, we're not mashing the gas pedal right now in community growth. We're breathing in, see what I'm saying? Or we're going to take a vacation for a couple of weeks and others in the community are going to keep things rolling along relationally or whatever. There again, don't, don't use it as an excuse, but you need to feel free and feel God's favor to have seasons of rest as well. And you won't feel like you need to like do that sabbatical where you just, you unplug from everything as much if you get into a rhythm of recreate, like a weekly rhythm, maybe a daily rhythm even of resting in Christ and his completed work. And then out of that, you do your work not to earn, not to earn God's favor or you know, any of that, because we already have that, but to provide and to rest in all of that, okay? Now, I promised you I'd give you some ways to go deeper. If you look at episode 377 of the podcast, it's called Special, because it was a special training I did live uh, on the internet, and I took the audio of that, and it's called Special Discipleship Rhythms, episode number 377. If you Google that or just scroll through our website at everydaydisciple.com, you'll find it. And in that episode, you're going to learn about moving from additional to intentional and why that's so critical. And that all, all of this applies to this seasonal change we're talking about today. Um, how your discipleship rhythms are both organized and organic. We'll go deep into that. Um, and then I take those six rhythms and I really unpack them in all kinds of ways. And I give lots and lots of examples. Okay. I think you're going to love that. So check that out. If you want to go deeper in how those discipleship rhythms work in any season and how you can naturally live out of your gospel identity as part of a family of missionary servants into all of life, doesn't matter what season, it might just look different. Okay. So check that out. It's episode number 377, Discipleship Rhythms. Okay, that's a lot to chew on, but I think you're getting the idea here of embracing these seasonal rhythms. Now, as always, before we take off, I want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's topic. If nothing else, not going to want to miss these. And you can get a printable PDF of the big three as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, B-I-G-3. Now, here's the big three for this week. Number one, first thing, don't forget this. Breathing in and breathing out. Depending on the season and what the culture around you is involved in recreationally, you'll naturally find that there are times of breathing in. That's when your community focuses on gospel growth and going deeper into discipleship. And there will be times when you focus on breathing out and establishing new relationships as you look for more people of peace. Take advantage of your seasons as a natural rhythm instead of fighting it or thinking that something's wrong because relational time and commitment seem to be changing. <laughs> okay? Don't miss that last part. Number two, God has designed the world perfectly for making disciples of Jesus. And that design includes the seasons of the year, like spring, summer, autumn, and winter, 
but they also include the rhythms of your life and family. Things like pregnancy, health issues, vacations, moving to a new home, a job change, etc. They all affect your time and relational capacity. That's okay. Trust God for where he has you today and know that he loves you in every season. And that's regardless of your own perceived disciple-making productivity. Okay, he loves you the same. And number three, those six discipleship rhythms that I mentioned briefly provide you with a natural way to stay intentionally engaged in discipleship regardless of the season or how many people are coming to your events. Get to know people's stories in a deep way that shows you areas where they are still living in unbelief of the gospel. Have at least one weekly meal where you build relationships with people of peace or potential people of peace. And know that it will change and look different in different seasons. But keep a predictable pattern. Pick a day. Maybe it changes seasonally, but pick that regular weekly day as best as you can. And again, I'm going to remind you to check out episode number 377 titled Special Colon Discipleship Rhythms. That'll help you with all those rhythms and take you a lot deeper. That was a full training on that. Then one more friendly reminder, if you'd like help in establishing natural discipleship rhythms in your life with family and friends, let's hop on a discovery call, get to know each other a little better. And I can tell you about our everyday disciple makers coaching experience and see if it's a good fit for you. Okay. I'd love to do that. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery to set up a convenient time. Again, there's no obligation. I'd love to meet you and hear your story. Well, time's up. Hate to say it. (laughs) I hope you'll join us next week as we talk about, is your church full of people of peace? Do you think that all Christians or everyone in your church, all churchgoers are people of peace and they want to lean into discipleship as a lifestyle? Hmm, we'll see. You won't want to miss it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.